Hi, I'm Kirtana. And I'm Sarika. And you're listening to the Dial-Up Book Club. On today's episode, we're discussing the next installment in the Twilight Saga, Eclipse. Woo! Fun times. So, before we begin discussing the episode, as usual, let's do a quick summary of the book itself. Shall I do the summary this time? Yeah. Okay. I think even I, I think um, I could do the summary because there's not much to talk. Basically, this book starts off with How does this book start? Oh my god. Wait, I also don't remember. Wait, what the hell? I don't remember how this book <laughs> we starts. We just finished this book and I don't remember what happens at the beginning. <laughs> it doesn't start very um, interestingly. I think they're just back um, at school. Oh, oh he no, got her no. grounded. The he book begins grounded with, yes. At the uh, end of the last book. New Moon ends with her being grounded, yes. And then Jacob um, told Charlie about the motorcycles. Yes. And then in the beginning of Eclipse, uh, she's reading that note from Jacob where he's like striked out a bunch oh, yeah, of things yeah. and he's essentially saying we can't meet. Things are how they are. And then Charlie's um, like, I will sorry. unground you if you spend time with people Meet. other than Edward. Yeah, which is honestly quite fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she keeps threatening him now with like moving out of the house, I swear, because she ran away. Yes, once she does. And she's like, well, she if does. I don't like your rules, I'm just going to go and live with him. Her thing now is that I'm 18, so I can't technically legally oh, yeah. move out. I'm an adult, so you can't tell me what to do. Um but yeah, she keeps threatening him with moving out anytime she doesn't like a certain rule, which is, wow, if I had done that in India, my parents would have kicked me out. If I had done that here in London, my parents would have kicked me out. Then you also have wait. Indian parents, Sarika. <laughs> you also have Indian parents. This no, wait, I'm actually trying to think. I've, no, I'm wondering, did I actually ever say that? I don't remember ever saying that but I know my dad might listen to this so I don't want to go on record and say I never did that is also correct so as far as I'm aware I don't remember saying it (laughs) for safety purposes for legal reasons (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Bella has no Um, such qualms and then she makes plans for the sake of it which I remember um, oh, to help Angela, yeah. But if I remember correctly, she was helping Angela with graduation invitations or something. Um, why do I not remember this book? Okay, no, she tries to sneak out to see Jacob, and they the Collins come and stop her. And so, on this day that she's supposed to be helping Angela, she ends up being able to finally meet Jacob after ages Edward is based basically the reason why she can't quote-unquote meet Jacob is because um Edward thinks it's unsafe because Edward has prejudices about Jacob including that he's a young werewolf who can't control his powers yet that's unsafe um there is some validity in that however that does not excuse how he behaves and he's just straight up telling her who she can and cannot see she asks him for permission a lot I remember she does um, but like anything, she's, she's very, like, oh, is that okay? She's constantly worried about 
hurting his feelings which is also something i remember which um plays off very well with what i was saying in the first episode about twilight that she's very just concerned about others more than herself mm. because like she grew up that way exactly but um anyway she sneaks out to see jacob edward's not happy then the next time he leaves or he's not around he gets for alice for hunting yes uh he gets alice to kidnap her so that she doesn't pull any funny business but then oh, this when is when she has that conversation school, with rosalie yes uh she has a conversation with rosalie we actually find out rosalie's past which was probably the only interesting thing about eclipse um and then next day in school she decides to like they literally do a hit and run jacob just comes by in the motorcycle and says run bella and then just <laughs> takes her and goes again very much fortifying my theory of uh bollywood because really this ja, sounds bella, like something ja, that jile apni zindagi exactly exactly do you Basically, at this point, Jacob is Shah Rukh Khan in any of these movies, Ew. and it's quite disappointing to realize because Shah Rukh Khan is actually nice. Just gonna give a moment until Sarika's face gets out of that wonderful expression that she's making right now. I can't process this anymore so we need to move on now. Okay, so when this sure time, disgust. <laughs> so this time when Edward gets back from his hunting trip, um he's not mad at Bella and he's like, yeah. Yeah, okay, I was wrong to keep you from your friend. I'm Can still I quickly like talk about this scene also. Yeah. Um wait, are we doing hey. wait, I need to clarify something. Are we doing summaries? and then coming back to discuss things more in depth or are we just discussing things as we go along now <laughs> i mean this is clearly working out let's just discuss things uh, carry on about the scene um yeah so he comes back he's not upset and um he's talking about why he's not upset because he doesn't want to make her choose anymore and all of that which is nice um which is nice like great finally uh some logic in his brain um all of that is great uh i think what was really strange for me is how she immediately tries to have sex with him within the very next moment her so glad i brought all of this out But I have to say about this whole bed thing, the number of intimate scenes between them makes me really uncomfortable. And the way they're described, I felt so uncomfortable reading that, and especially like the teenagers. Even aside from that, they're just very icky to read because they're not done well. Um, yeah, I also don't want them to be done well though about teenagers. But this is just going to get worse by true. breaking dawn. I mean you're right about it being teenagers so it's uncomfortable in itself but I think um just generally also there was no sense of romance involved like uh-huh. even though it's supposed to be a romantic moment it's kind of ruined by the fact that um 
Edward is debating morality and debating. Um, no, not just this one. Any of them? They're all the same. Yeah, because they're all about Bella's either very very eager and then realizes that she's overstepped and is like, "Oops," um, or Edward does things that he's feels feels like has crossed a line, and then he's like. Oh no! And then Oops. questions his life for the rest of, <laughs> like, yeah. It's just bad. Where have we got up to in the summary? <laughs> um, I can't believe you made fun of me last episode for giving a long summary. Hey, <laughs> it's because the summary was long. Um, but here we're actually interjecting with analysis and points now. No, um, but yeah, okay. Uh, so we were talking about them being in the Cullen house, and Edward is like yeah. cool with it. Fine, he is like, I'm not going to make you choose. Um, I'm not entirely happy with the idea, but you know, it's fine. You should have friends, kind of thing. And then she yeah. goes and hangs out with them at the bonfire. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's a bit later. Like, uh, still, I mean, she goes a couple of times to La Push, and she mentions something about how it's really awkward because they're essentially doing like a passing the parcel sort of thing. Hmm. Like they're meeting at the boundary and then Edward is literally just handing her over to Oh yeah, and she remembers Jacob. like being a divorced kid or a kid of yeah. divorced parents again. Yeah. And Which how is very this is understandable. Kind of how it... Yeah. It's kind of uncomfortable that she feels like a child. Um, yes. Right. But I understand right. her sentiment. I understand her sentiment, but just very very disconcerting that she feels like a child with two people who are trying to get with her well one who is already with her but anyway I think that's just a theme throughout the whole saga isn't it that she's treated like a child even though these people are trying to get with her (sighs) same anyway what happens they, yeah, so she proceeds to meet Jacob and she's all happy with it, but he still tries to push things. Um, you know, we haven't even mentioned like the big thing here. That's what, like, he tries to push no, things. No, that like Victoria is up... trying to kill her. Oh, yeah, that. We didn't mention that at all in the last episode. Yeah. Because it was, I mean, honestly, that's... more of a side plot. Yeah, that's, I guess, the subtext of the end of New Moon. Entire of Eclipse that Victoria is trying to kill her. Based um, on the events of Twilight, which is a year ago in book time. We were talking about how uh, Edward and Jacob are treating Bella like a kid, which I also want to add to that. What is with everyone grabbing Bella's waist all the time? Whatever happened to boundaries, like personal space? There are so many descriptions of he grabbed my waist to pull me closer. Like, how is she not ticklish? Um, but everyone likes to grab her waist and it's just like also if Jacob is like six foot seven and she's five foot four, how far down is he having to reach to grab her waist? Like That's a very good point because he's almost an entire foot taller than her. Over no, yeah, he's over a foot taller than her. Which is very, very tall. And I think the rest of the book is just them preparing for Victoria's attack. Essentially, yes. And then they have the conversation with Jasper about his origin story. Yeah, and then there's a party um, to which Jacob also shows up. 
and that's when they realize that oh, they the can actually party. team up yeah, yeah. They, can, <laughs> they can team up to fight oh yeah against i didn't realize them until so late <laughs> i forgot <laughs> so late into the book they're like wait a second we're fighting against this. we're fighting for the same cause let's team up and then they do keep your friends close but keep your enemies closer exactly they eventually realize <laughs> no one. after so long basically nothing new happens except for this yes. whole fight with victoria uh mm-hmm. bella guilt trips mm-hmm. edward into staying with her then mm-hmm. jacob guilt trips bella into kissing him oh god <laughs> oh god there's a lot of guilt tripping happening from all angles in all directions this book feels like again stuff happens but it's also nothing so it's really hard to summarize there's a build up i mean there's a lot of build up that i've noticed that tends to happen for like some big fight or some big event which then literally falls flat on her on its face because it's not not writing action scenes no it's not as big as it sounds and even in this one uh even in eclipse once edward is finished fighting with victoria and ends up killing her and all of that with with uh with seth i think um after even after all that happens like edward is still just very concerned that he's going to now be seen as a monster by bella and bella is just like um no, waiting I to see if sure he's you're hurt. Not hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so, so disturbing in so many ways. Okay, um, here's, a, here's a quote from the fight. Let's go. Um, but, but in the split second that I stared into Victoria's eyes, I thought I heard a familiar, exasperated sigh. And when I read that, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I just couldn't take it seriously. Like, oh, I can see Edward rolling his eyes at her and sighing. Yes. And it takes all the seriousness out of this like life or death fight. Yeah. And I'm like, this is supposed to be an actual action-packed sequence. Where and is the action? <laughs> and you stop to be like, I gazed soulfully into my enemy's eyes. We fell in love, ditched Edward entirely. That would have been a good plot point, okay? What, her falling in love with Victoria? Yes. <laughs> Dude, anything is better than a vampire and a, were- a werewolf fighting for each other. And then her realizing that, oh, wait, she does love Jacob too. But I didn't like her realization that she was in love with Jacob because I don't. I didn't either. Like, where did you get that from? You love him. You don't have to be in love with him. But now you're like, either. I just don't understand it. And then what happens? Um, the Voltaire turn up and are like, oh yeah, you need to become a vampire. Jacob is injured, but he finds a way to deal with it. And then she agrees to marry Edward. Yeah, which is dodgy. And he agrees to have sex with her once they get married. Before she turns into a vampire, which is her condition for getting married. Okay, so stuff happens in this book, but it all feels like irrelevant details. <laughs> yeah. That's why it feels like it's not worth mentioning in the summary. So we're just sitting here like, okay, well. As in, it's relevant, but also not. Exactly, yes. It's relevant, but it kind of just feels useless. 
Hmm. Like just sitting there, like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information now? I like how my summary of Twilight was literally five sentences. Um, and then with each book, we've just gotten longer and longer with our summaries. Back to discussion now. Let's start with with what the case that the Dialogue Book Club is bringing against Jacob Black. <laughs> it is now the Dialogue Book Club versus Jacob Black. He was so infuriating. Really, I I, I, I honestly, quotes. I honestly. Okay, I need to understand this from people who genuinely like Jacob Black. Why? Also, how? Okay, two very key questions. And I'm not judging. I'm not judging. I just would honestly like to know. I'm very curious. I liked their friendship in New Moon when they were just friends. They just become friends again. It was pure. It was simple. Yeah, and like, it was cute. And I actually like their relationship. And then they just joke around, they have fun, like what's not to Yeah, like? and then they do they do crazy things together. So they they feel like a typical teenage friendship. It's nice. Um by the time Eclipse yeah, Eclipse rolls around. Yeah, it just feels very unnecessary because there's a lot of just the whole I love you from Jacob's side. Bella being like, well. I like you too, but honestly, I can't live without Edward. What is with this whole I can't live without you business, first of all? Um, you know what? He says it in the uh, at the end of the book. This is a good parallel to what Edward her- himself says about Bella, about her blood being like a drug to him. And now, here's another person um, making drug connections to Edward. So they're both basically. Basically. An old word. Bola. Jokob. R.I.P. <laughs> you want to try that again? <laughs> Basically, I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something about drugs. <laughs> Basically, they themselves are trying to establish how unhealthy they are for each other. And Mayor is also saying it but in it's very blatant ways. So- even though the words are unhealthy the sentiment is supposedly not do you think mayor is trying to essentially sell the drug world and the drug habit business imagine though if she's actually secretly running some sort of drug cartel and this is her way to sell drugs by imagine saying hey it's we romantic were the ones who people. solved the case yeah and by saying with hey, the stupid romantic. podcast <laughs> hey don't call our podcast stupid as like what propels the police to go investigate her and what oh. cracks the case in the end it is very stupid. <laughs> that is true. We just spend the last five minutes <clears throat> laughing about Bosically. <laughs> and we're the one to get her turned in as a drug lord. Like that is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, moving on. <laughs> Back to the case against Jacob Black. He sucks. That one. He's 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 honestly terrible. Which brings me to the main pivotal point where I realized he was terrible. Um, him kissing Bella without consent. Oh, that scene was awful. And you know what was really bad is most of the time he kisses her twice in this book. Okay, most of the time he's kissing her very like violently and aggressively. Mm. He's trying to force her to like him, and then. Yeah, during this first kiss, she's like struggling and trying to push him away. Obviously, it doesn't work because he's so much stronger than her. And then at one point, she says she's gives. He thinks thinks that she's yeah being passionate. She's into it. it. And then after a point, she's just like she gives up struggling and she is just completely still because she hopes that will make him stop. And then he doesn't stop and he keeps trying to force it even more. Awful, awful. Why did anyone think that was okay? Why did anyone think that was romantic in any way or form? Why was that allowed to be left in? Like, why was that thought? Why did anyone think that was okay? That is one thing, okay? And then immediately after the way he reacts to it, with his, she literally punches him, okay? I think that oh, should yeah. be a clear enough signal that, hey, I did not like that. But... He continues to just say, oh, you like it. You're just lying to yourself. You're lying to me. You're lying to everyone around you. He doesn't take her seriously. Doesn't oh. take her seriously at all. And then he takes her home. And then Charlie asks, how did she break her hand? And Jacob says, she punched me because I kissed her. And Charlie's like, oh, good for you. Yeah. Charlie also doesn't see a problem with it. The fact that his daughter has just punched someone for kissing her. Just because it's Jacob. He's already essentially said bravo to... Jacob for having no no respect for her boundaries or respect for her Anything. wishes or wants in life nothing and he still thinks that she's lying to him when he says that you know uh, when she says I don't want to kiss you it's not How like she's beating around the bush be? exactly she's she said it multiple times well, even before that, she says it point blank that I don't feel that way about you multiple times. It's not like she ever beats around the bush or uses ambiguous phrasing. Even in mm. New Moon, she is very clear about it. Every single time she said anything about their relationship, she's always said, I don't like you that way. You're a good friend. You're my best friend. But that's it. I don't want to cross that line. I don't want to ruin what we have. That's what she says all the time, constantly. So I have to really give this to Bella and say yeah, that she's definitely. at least stuck to, she's at least stuck to this. Jacob. And she's been clear about it. Jacob. However, I hate it. And then later, he brings it up again with her. She's mad at him for a while and he keeps being like, oh, why won't you forgive me? Why won't you forgive me? Eventually, she starts talking to him again. But um, he brings it up. And she says, but I don't count that as a kiss, Jacob. I think of it more as an assault. And he goes, ouch, that's cold. And she, her internal monologue says, I shrugged. I wasn't going to take it back. Like, good for you. Honestly, this is the only time I was properly rooting for Bella. And I was like, finally, some backbone. I mean, I was so happy that she was pissed about it. I was so happy with how she reacted. I'm so Um, happy she called it assault and told him so. I'm so happy. And she didn't take it back. She was not made to feel bad for once. I'm so happy with all of that. Like, I think the way she reacted was brilliant. Brilliantly done. 
Um, the way Jacob reacted, no. And I like that Edward comes along and is like, if she wants you, she will tell you with her words. Don't do it again. Don't read into things. Don't read into it with body language. Just don't take signs that you think are there. I like how he was very explicit about that. Until yeah. she expressly tells you that she wants you to kiss her, don't do it. And um, though I have to add that, like, while I really liked the way he reacted to it, um, and the way he was like, just don't do it without her express consent. I'm not bothered about anything else. Just take her consent for it before hmm. you do anything. Um, but he still does say that, like. However, if you return Bella to me in anything less than the best condition, I will maim you. And he literally says, um, if she gets hurt because a meteor lands on her while she's in your presence, I will break your leg. Or something of that effect. Hmm. So, uh, he has major control issues. Yeah. He really doesn't trust Bella to be able to look after herself at all. Therefore, the responsibility falls on whoever is around her, whether they're a vampire or a werewolf. Because there's always someone around her. There's always a vampire. <laughs> if not a werewolf. I really have so many questions about Bella's company now. Um, that was um, Exhibit A in the case against Jacob Black. Exhibit B is the kiss in the forest. And how he freaking guilt trips her into it by being like, um, by threatening to kill himself in the battle against Victoria and being like, if you could convince me, you really did want me to come back. Um, by, and then he, she says, how? And he's like, you could ask me. She says, come back. And then he goes, that's not what I'm talking about. And then as soon as she realizes what he means, she doesn't stop and she just just says, will you kiss me? Because she doesn't care. She just wants her friend safe. And also, even in spite of all of that at the end, he still proceeds to be like, I'm going to fight. And if I die, I die. This is after, quote, his lips found mine with an eagerness that was not far from violence, end quote. Uh, He tells her, you can do better than this Bella when she's not kissing him with enough passion. And then she continues to not kiss him with enough passion. And then, quote, his voice turned acidic. Are you sure you really want me to come back? Or did you really want me to die? End quote. So awful. So horrible. She gets treated so badly. And then um, eventually she warms up to it. And she this is when she has her like realization that she's in love with Jacob or whatever. And he consents it through their kissing, whatever. Um, but he's like... And then he's like, oh, but I have to leave anyway. And she's like, no, please don't leave. Like, the whole point was, you don't. And then she says, quote, this time was different. His hands were soft on my face and his warm lips were gentle, unexpectedly hesitant. It was brief and very, very sweet. His arms curled around me and he hugged me securely while he whispered in my ear. That should have been our first kiss. Better late than never, end quote. So after he establishes that she likes him, then he's nice to her. Then he's sweet to her and gentle. Till then, it's a war of aggression. Poor Bella. 
And then she feels horrible about it. She feels like she's cheated on Edward and then is upset when he isn't mad at her. Because why would he be mad at her? And I really, really must give a lot of kudos to Edward's reaction in this point. Yes. Um, I think this was the only redeeming point part of this book. Um, because Edward really does say, well, you consented and you are, it's fine. You were both if it makes you happy, you consented, yeah. Um, so you did what you wanted, it's fine. You're only you human is kind of his thing. Yes. Yeah. He did just tell her you only you got played for a fool. Mm. But you consented in the moment. That's the important thing. He says, I should have known you'd find some way to blame yourself. Please stop. And then she tries to have sex with him to convince again. him that she, again to convince him that she really does love him. And then he says, We will try better. I'll make good on my promise, but I'd much rather it wasn't in reaction to Jacob Black. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a very fair point. Very fair of him to say. I mean, really, does he want or does anyone want the first time to be revenge sex? So yes, this was the most redeeming point in this book. And honestly, the most um, the most nice that Edward's actually been. Yeah, Edward says, and I thought I fought dirty. He makes me look like the patron saint of ethics. He is, I totally agree with him on this, which is astonishing considering his controlling behavior at the beginning of the book and the way he dictates like her, like all 24 hours of a day because he is worried for her safety. This was astonishing. He loses points because he says this with grudging admiration for what Jacob did or like him playing dirty. But I hate the fact that I agree that Jacob makes Edward look so good. That's how you know it's bad. <laughs> After the last two books of Edward acting up, the fact that one book has turned it around and makes Edward look like the good guy, that's how you know it's bad. <laughs> and made him look like the good guy in comparison to a really horrible guy. Who wasn't horrible to begin with. He was so nice. And their relationship was so sweet. But no, it got messed up, twisted added a lot of romance into it oh well um so defendant how do you plead jacob black pleads guilty case closed everyone can go home court dismissed yes um moving on from jacob black you know at the very end where everything's been resolved and they go back to the meadow in peace because they can now and then he tries to get it on with her in the meadow And then she says, and then I shoved against him, trying to push him away. I could not succeed alone, but he responded as I knew he would. He respects her. (laughs) I hate that I'm rooting for Edward, but he listened. That's one thing that stood out to me as well, because even though he is probably stronger than Jacob, he still um, immediately understands when she starts to push him away. The very second she starts, when she tries, he listens immediately i hate that i'm rooting for edward (laughs) i don't care about the whole team jacob team edward thing i really don't give a shit but i hate that i'm saying look edward did the right thing (laughs) and holding him up as the better person also his reasoning for doing that was also pretty great because i remember him saying that um 
she was he was talking uh no sorry he was asking her why do you want to get married all of a sudden and hmm. she gives him her reasoning and she he realizes that it's entirely because of other people so then he suddenly like okay all bets are off you're being very non selfish here um yeah. be selfish be selfish i want you to want things for yourself i want you to take things for your own pleasure and that's when he's like we can do it right now let's go right now you let's go you and right. me let's go <laughs> so i mean i just i just generally like the um his entire reasoning for initiating sex in the first place in the meadow was because he realized that she was doing things for others still and he wanted her to do something for herself for once can we say that he's had character development in this book then he has actually he's had good character development i didn't realize this as a teenager and this is nice to see now yeah it's not a lot i still like to say it's not a lot but it's significant enough or it's good enough that you can tell the difference yeah it's an improvement something we're not we're not quantifying it i wonder if that says something about like how you learn in relationships or something is that what mayor's trying to hint at i guess because she does say that vampires are unchanging creatures and the only they only time they change is when there's something like really significant. big happens to them significant like they find their one true love their mate um and then that changes the world um and then that changes them like internally and so i'm guessing this is an extension of that or like this is that same process continuing so mm. interesting again just just yeah i have to say bella is fairly a despicable character in this book too though in many other ways even though she has her moments i think in this book of redemption where she's like fought for herself and mm. all of that like we've already said um her literally guilt tripping edward to choose between her and his family was not on yeah. it was not okay and she does it in the most horrifying way possible she really does um by literally by literally bringing up the fact that he abandoned her in new moon and um by saying that you know i'm scared you'll leave me again and i can't deal with that and blah 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 who would want to leave after you say something like that who in their right minds would leave well that's why she says it because she knows it will work but it's horrifying it is again yeah. it's like him sto- it's like him watching her while she sleeps she knows it's wrong she feels bad but that doesn't stop her from doing it very teenager like natri yeah um oh i had another i made another note during the fight mm. so you know during the fight when they're fighting riley and he keeps getting torn to bits mm. like a finger and then a, his hand and then his arm whatever um oh and when bella's asking edward are you all right and he says he's fine but what about if he lost a finger in the fight like riley did are there one-armed vampires what do vampire disability rights look like interesting question <laughs> 
because they don't regenerate. They don't regenerate, but I think they can reattach, right? Um, and I remember them very clearly saying you have to burn the parts so that they don't reattach and reassemble. Hmm. So essentially, there are no disabled vampires, unless those parts get burnt before they can reattach. Have we seen any disabled vampires? No, right? No. In the books? That's why it's a question. Mm. Maya, what were you thinking? The only uh, disabled person, actually, in the entire is series Billy. is Billy. Billy Black. That's it. Oh my god, there's actually no one else. Dear Jesus, how is there no other disabled person? Well, there's no people of color either, so. Like we've established in the last episode, there's only yeah. Jacob and his clan. People of color only worthwhile if they can shapeshift and do magical things. Which says a lot about Mayor's idea of indigenous people hmm. um, and tribes, because then, is it, I mean, I don't know, if just, I'm just extrapolating at this point, but is it her trying to say that you have to have some value to be a person of color. I don't think it's a reach. I mean, Bella's whole thing is that she doesn't have value in the world she lives in because there's so much danger. And in those dangerous situations, she's useless. Her whole thing is about trying to give herself value because everyone else has value. So I don't think it'd be a reach to be like, you're only worthy if you have value. In general, I think. But maybe especially with the people of color, because we see non-worthy white people like Charlie, yeah. like Angela and Jessica and Mike. Yeah, who are not, who don't have the privilege to know of this, this magical world that exists. Um, mm. So essentially for value um, or to add any sort of value to society, you need to have these extraordinary powers and abilities. And of course, the only people of color she knows all have these extraordinary powers. What a coinky dink. Look at that. Really, I have questions for Mayor about what she thinks about indigenous tribes or people of color in general, coming from two people of color. Persons of color. People? People. Uh... Have you, do you have the version of the book with the discussion questions at the end? No. <laughs> I have this version with, um, on my Kindle, all four books, and each one of them has discussion questions at the end. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no, I swear. Please. Okay, here's the first one. When Edward explains to Bella that Alice couldn't see her when she was with Jacob's pack, he phrases it, your future got lost, just like theirs. The other Cullen powers work on Jacob and his friends. Why do you think Alice's power is different? <laughs> oh, here's another one. The Cullens and the Quillutes, Quillutes, sorry. The Cullens and the Quillutes come together over a common goal to kill the attacking vampires. How will this newfound camaraderie affect the original treaty? <laughs> What I'm not even done. What changes should be made and what parts should remain as they are? 
<laughs> oh, here's another funny one. <laughs> Wait, they're all funny. Um, Bella becomes adamant that she will become a vampire, even though she knows her friend, family and friends will be very much opposed to the idea. Do you think Charlie or Renee will figure out what Bella is planning? What about Mike and her friends at school? How will they react if they discover her intentions? And do you think that they could change her mind? Look, when you a book says they've got discussion questions at the end, I expect them to mean kind of like essay questions, but things you can have a discussion about in class where people can raise different points of view. This is just like, if, this, these are fan fiction prompts. Essentially, yes. <laughs> I, can totally, I can totally see where Fifty Shades of Grey came from. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Victoria's character represents a real physical danger to Edward and Bella. What other dangers exist for them that aren't as apparent as Victoria? Will running away to Alaska keep them safe? What other options do they each have? Discuss Denmark's. <laughs> what kind of question? <laughs> oh, actually, here's a decent If I one. give questions decent... like this to my students, no, they will actually throw something on my face. And you'll deserve it. Yes. It's literally me asking for it at that point. Okay, here's a decent one. Does Rosalie's story change the way you feel about her? What insight do you now have into her character and personality? What more still remains a mystery? Despite how it turned out, was it hypocritical of her to change Emmett? See, this is actually some debatable question. Yeah, this is actually a good question. Some thought can be put into it. Anyway, we've both exhausted the topic of Eclipse. (laughs) And in summary, Jacob is terrible. Edward has had some minor character development, which is nice to see. Uh, Bella is doing questionable things. Yeah, Bella's just Bella. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, Return in two weeks' time for Breaking Dawn, the final final segment. Thank God. Of the series. Thank Jesus, Carlisle. <laughs> Jesus, Carlisle. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired of talking about Eclipse. <laughs> yes. Um, if you have anything to add to our already long spiel about Eclipse, you can contact us at Dial Up Book Club on Instagram, which is our only social media page right now. And with that, I think we will sign off. Bye. Bye. This concludes our broadcast day.